Welcome to the Gospel Saves podcast, a program that discusses all matters related to the Christian faith. I'm Wade Stanley, an evangelist with the Church of Christ. Please visit thegospelsaves.me for blogs, videos, and Bible studies. You can also find The Gospel Saves on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. The farther one goes into the Sermon on the Mount, the teachings of Jesus become more difficult. This is especially true for an age of broken marriages, broken homes, and broken hearts. Moses made allowances for divorce under the old law, but the ambiguity of his teaching made it easy for anyone to divorce his or her spouse. Jesus reigns in the grounds for divorce significantly, limiting it to marital unfaithfulness. He goes on to talk about whether or not one should make an oath to God. Do we need to swear by the holiest of articles to convince people we are honest? On the contrary, Jesus urges us to be a people known for our honesty and integrity. In our last program, we left off in Matthew chapter 5, verses 27 through 30. We've been talking about adultery, and in particular, how one can commit adultery in their heart. As I noted on last week's program, I think that this is a very relevant set of verses for our day and age, a day and age in which things like internet pornography have really overtaken Western society and the rest of the world for that matter. This is something that we need to fight against as Christians. It is destructive. It destroys us. It destroys our relationships with our spouse, with our children, and ultimately will destroy our relationship with God. So what are you willing to give up in order to enter the kingdom of God? That's really what Jesus talks about in those last couple of verses. Are you willing to get rid of the things that are tripping you up? Are you willing to sell that thing that is only leading you into temptation? If you're not willing, then you need to ask yourself, am I really interested in serving God? Remember, the way to eternal life is hard to find, and there are few who find it. So my friend, search it out. Be willing to submit and to give up, to sacrifice the things that are near and dear to you so that you can have that pure, righteous reward that the Lord God has intended for all who call on his name. In verse 31... Jesus begins again with his familiar statement. Furthermore, it has been said, whoever divorces his wife, let him give her a certificate of divorce. But I say to you that whoever divorces his wife for any reason except sexual immorality causes her to commit adultery. And whoever marries a woman who is divorced commits adultery. Nothing has been more destructive in the last 60 years than the growth of the divorce industry in America. In the late 1960s, Ronald Reagan signed into law the idea of no-fault divorce in California, and that began a tidal wave throughout the United States. In our day and age, you can divorce your wife or your husband really for any reason. A lot of people just use the justification irreconcilable differences. But Jesus says there's really only one true ground for divorce, and that's adultery. If you're married, 
and your spouse cheats on you with another person. Jesus says it is permissible for you to divorce that spouse. If you divorce them for any other reason, Jesus says, you make them guilty of adultery when they remarry. Now, this isn't a terribly popular teaching, and I know there could very well be people listening to this program today who are divorced and who were divorced for reasons other than adultery. Well, I don't believe that either divorce or adultery is an unforgivable sin. I believe they both can be forgiven in the eyes of God. The difficult part is, how do you repent of such a sin? Especially if you have divorced for some reason other than adultery and have remarried. What does repentance look like? Some people will tell you, you need to divorce that second spouse, but I wouldn't do so. You have to decide what you can do to change your mind and your heart and draw closer to the Lord. Recognizing that that remarriage is a mistake is something that must be done. And the question is, how do you make it right before the eyes of your Heavenly Father? And that's a question that only you can answer in the sight of God. So if you're listening today and you've been the victim of divorce or you have initiated a divorce for reasons other than adultery, I would encourage you to study more closely what Jesus has to say and think about your circumstances. Be very careful if you have not remarried that you consider the implications of what Jesus says. If you've divorced for reasons other than adultery and you're single and you're contemplating remarriage, Jesus says in that remarriage you'll be guilty of adultery. So give careful thought to this. There are eternal implications for this decision. Too many people handle this issue flippantly. But we should not be cavalier with marriage. This is a serious covenant. There are only three institutions that God created for mankind. The first was marriage. The second was civil government. And the third was the church, the people of God. So this is important. Don't treat it lightly. Be serious about it. Think about it. Pray about it. Look into God's word and discern for yourself what the Lord Jesus Christ has said on this matter. In this next section, Jesus talks about oaths. He said, again, you have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not swear falsely, but shall perform your oaths to the Lord. But I say to you, do not swear at all, neither by heaven, for it is God's throne, nor by the earth, for it is his footstool, nor by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. Nor shall you swear by your head, because you cannot make one hair white or black. But let your yes be yes, and your no, no. For whatever is more than these is from the evil one. Taking an oath or a vow is a serious thing in the eyes of God, especially when you invoke the name of God as confirmation of your oath. Jesus says to be very careful. He says to handle such things with caution and not to swear by anything on earth because really you're not in control of anything on earth. You can't swear by the temple of God because that's God's temple. You can't swear by the hairs on your head because you cannot make one white or black. 
You see, it's easy to make promises, but it's hard to keep them. That's what Jesus is saying. Over in the book of James, in James chapter 4, James urges us to be very circumspect whenever we commit to something. He says in James chapter 4, verse number 13, Come now you who say today or tomorrow we will go to such and such a city, spend a year there, buy and sell and make a profit. Whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we shall live and do this or that. But now you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. The teaching of James and the teaching of Jesus really go hand in hand. James says, be careful when you make plans because you don't know what the future is going to hold. When you make plans for something that will happen down the road, say, well, if the Lord wills, I will do thus and so. If God is willing, we will meet on such and such a date. This is an important practice to always keep in mind that our lives are in the hand of the Heavenly Father, that our lives pass very quickly. As James describes them, they are a vapor, just like the the steam that comes up out of your shower each morning. It vanishes. It goes away. That's what your life is like. And so be careful when you say, yes, I'll do that. Be sure to include, if God is willing. So as we go back to the Sermon on the Mount, as Jesus says concerning oaths, let your yes be yes and your no, no. Recognize that you are not the ultimate authority. You are not the ultimate power. Just simply say yes or no. Don't make promises that you cannot keep, especially those that invoke the name of God. In verse 38, he continues, You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I tell you not to resist an evil person. But whoever slaps you on your right cheek, turn the other to him also. If anyone wants to sue you and take away your tunic, let him have your cloak also. And whoever compels you to go one mile, go with him too. Give to him who asks you and from him who wants to borrow from you. Do not turn away. This is a little like what Jesus was teaching earlier when it came to being angry with your brother, being, will, being willing to reconcile with your brother, being willing to reconcile with your enemy. Some of this is very akin to that. Under the old law, it was permitted to return an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. In other words, you can give as you have received. But Jesus says, no, don't do that. Someone slaps you, turn the other cheek to them. Someone wants to take from you, give them that and that much more. If someone wants to sue you, give them what they want. Now, all these things have to be kept in balance. I remember a, a brother was talking with me one time. He was sued. He approached the party who had, had brought the suit against him and sought out terms for settling the lawsuit before it went to court. And the terms that they stated were, were just outrageous. And he looked at what he had as far as assets went and returned to them and said, 
you know, I, I want to settle with you. I, I do, but I also have a family to raise. I have to put bread on the table. And, and what you're asking me to give you is, is going to, to threaten my ability to do that as a husband and a father. So could we work something out? Jesus' teaching is not so hard that we cannot find reason for a little bit of latitude here. Because it's God's will that we take care of our wife and our children. Just as much as it is God's will that we settle with someone who brings a lawsuit against us. So all these things must be kept in balance. The attitude, though, is really what Jesus is interested in. That attitude that is willing to yield, willing to submit, willing to do good instead of evil. As Paul says, to overcome evil with good. That's the attitude that Jesus is really interested in. And that's the really hard attitude to keep, isn't it? Thanks for listening to the Gospel Saves podcast. If you found this program useful, please visit thegospelsaves.me to find blogs, videos, and Bible studies. If you enjoyed the music on this podcast, please visit acapeldridge.com. You can also find Acapeldridge on Apple Music, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, and Facebook. May God bless you as you seek to know His perfect will.